spiritual atmosphere that is necessary that you don't, you don't misunderstand it, but you need to understand it. Because God always moves in the mix of his people. And yesterday, indeed, we witnessed the power of God that dwell in the gathering of these women. But yet, we make so many things a priority. We dealt on the subject of submission. And a lot of times, we have become like the world. We reject where our blessing is. The attitude of Esau have become the attitude that have encroached into the church. Oh, I'm teaching to this church here. You have to receive this word. We need to have the attitude of Jacob, where he's willing to not trade nothing, but he's willing to sustain and keep everything that is of the Father. And that should be the attitude that believers need to walk by. Because that is where we, our line comes from. Not easily exchanging the things of God for other things. But we know where we belong. We know who we are. You see, the problem in, this, in the life of believers is, the, is not the issue that God is not at work. But it's the issue that we don't recognize all the time who he is in our life. Because if you recognize who he is in your life, then the way you do things, the way you walk, the way you think, the way you act, everything will reflect who he is. And it's my prayer that today, as we also conclude what I've been teaching, I think three weeks ago when I was here, or two weeks ago when I was here, I started off teaching about the message about the church. The church. And it's necessary that in this season, we teach this message, the church. Hallelujah. And I believe that the grace of God gave us the ability to talk a little bit about what is the church, which we took from the book of God, um, the Matthew, Matthew 16, verses 16, 15 to 19. And we also dealt with the need of the church on this earth. We need to recognize that there is a need for the church to be built in this, in this earth that we live in. Because Jesus Christ said in his word that I will build my church. And the gates of hills will not prevail. He was not going to build the church in heaven, but he was going to build the church on this earth. The church has been built on this earth for a reason. And when you continue on, it says this. He said that I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be losing in heaven means that the issue of this earth depends on the church moving forth. When the church fails to recognize their position on this earth, then the earth does what the earth does. But when the church takes hold of what needs to be established on this earth, because when Jesus Christ was teaching us about the pattern of prayer, he did not fail to let us recognize that when we pray, we got to say, let that kingdom come. My God. Who is asking us a prayer? The church. Bringing forth the kingdom of God upon this earth. 
Because the earth is in need of experiencing the kingdom of God. Because it is out of God's kingdom that there is liberation. It is out of God's kingdom where there is healing. It is out of God's kingdom where there is salvation. You didn't get me here. It is in the kingdom of God where the power of God is made evident. So when we pray, let that kingdom come. Because the earth is in need of God's kingdom to be manifested. So Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the, the Lord said that the spirit of the Lord is upon him. He has anointed him to preach the good news. To set captive free. Whatever has been captivated. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you are in the presence and in the place of the Most High. Let everything that is in captivity be set free in Jesus' mighty name. Let your mind be set free in Jesus' mighty name. Every torment, every argument against your destiny. In the name of Jesus, be loose in the name of Jesus. And I want to just elaborate some few things before I go to today's word. What we talked also about is that the church represents the kingdom of God on this earth. What is the church? They are the people that have been called out. Called out of darkness into the light of Christ Jesus. So our purpose on this earth, or who we are, he says that I will build my church. Who we are, who we are is that we are the church. We are the bride of Christ Jesus. We are the body of Christ. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he is the head of the church. Hallelujah. So if Jesus is the head and we are the body, then you have to recognize how he works through you and I. Hmm? He works through who? You and I. So when the body refuses to work, it's not that Jesus is not at work. It's that the body has refused to recognize its importance on this earth. There is something, tell your neighbor, there is something about you that is necessary and needed. On this earth. Hallelujah. Yeah. I always say that don't live your life based on the years that you are living. But live your life based on the purpose unto which you carry. Because you can live for 30 years. And you can change the world. Jesus Christ is an example of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you are waiting upon everything else to be done. Before you start to make an impact. I always say it is a mistake to try to make an impact when you think that you have become sufficient. You didn't get me here. It is a mistake to try to make an impact when you think you are sufficient. Because then you start to do it out of your own merit. Not out of the place of grace. You see, I always say this and I, I want you to understand and you need to write these things down because I am with you with now. I will teach you what you need to know. But a time will come that I may not have these words to tell you, but you need to understand this. It is necessary to know that you don't live based on your sufficiency, but you live based on the grace he's given unto you. You have to understand this. So in my life, I always tell people that I don't go to work and work on people surgically and all that stuff that I do at work just because I am skilled. 
A lot of time, that is what we have become, we have drawn on because I am good. That is what the world says. But when it comes to you, it's not because you are good. Because he is working through you. So in your insufficiency, he is still yours. He is still yours. He wants to use you for his own glory. So a lot of time, the reason why the church has become limited in its ability or power is because we are waiting for a certain measure or place before we can say, we cannot be used. Hey, let me tell you something. Learn how to pray this prayer. God, make me available for your use. Did you hear me? God, make me what? Available for your use. If you cannot be available for his use, even the donkeys became available for his use. And the donkey that was tied, that was forgotten, even by their own neighbor, I came to announce to you, that donkey became an honorable donkey because the people start to lay forth their mat, their clothes on the floor. I wish some people are here with the mindset that God, may I be available for your use. We become available for the use for everything except God. Let me keep getting there with you. I will get there. And I also spoke last time as well, the need for the church on this earth. I said it is the divine agent of Christ. To, from Ephesians 1, verses 22 to 23, if you weren't here. It is also the divine fellowship expressing the holiness of God. This is why it is needed in, on this earth. It also carries divine mandate for a perfect man. A perfect man. The world can never produce a perfect man. It is only through the church that a perfect man can be produced. Fifth, it is also the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. And so what I want to cover today is the function of the church on this earth. Not just the need, but what its function is. Because as you understand in this very place of its functionality, then you need to understand who you are. You get me? Because if you see how the church is supposed to function, then when you look at yourself, because you are part of the church, you got to ask yourself, am I functioning the way I need to function? Say, God help us. Amen. So let's take our scriptures again to the gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verses, verses 15 going. Jesus Christ was asking his, peop- his disciples, he says, and before then he says, what do people say I am? And verses 15 is where the root of the question concerning the church came forth. Matthew 16, verses 15, the Bible says, but what, do, what, but what about you? He asks, who do you say I am? This is with his disciples. Verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, 
For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I will tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hills will not overcome it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in what? Heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be what? Losing where? In what? Oh, can I get a church here? So that simply means, he says, I will build my church. Mean that to be part of the church is not just something that you find yourself doing, but it's something that is necessary for a believer. Can I say that again? To be part of a church, it is not just something you find yourself doing. But you have to see that it is necessary for your spiritual life. It is necessary for your being as a child of God. You get it. I'm about to explain that very soon to you. Why? Because the vitality of the body of Christ is centered on the question, who do you say I am? Who is he to you? It is through the church that we come to the place to recognize and witness who he is. The son of the living God. Why? Because if he is the head, if he is the what? The head then the body has no function unless the body is connected to the head. You cannot separate the head from the body. You didn't get me. Let me try to teach to this church here. You see, who I am, everything of who I am is centered here. My thoughts, my intention, the, the, the things that I want to do, who I want to become, who I perceive me to be, is centered here. So the moment this is centered here, and I perceive who I am, what I want to be, now then automatically, the part of my body now has to move along to get to the place of destination. The body's job is only to move according to what the head detects. So the body's job is to move according to the dictation of the head. So who do we say he is, is knowing who he is as the head. If we know the head, then the body knows itself. You know yourself in Christ. Because he is your head. The body itself has no functionality unless the head decides to give its function. Okay? Can I break it down for you? you only, when you came here, you sat down. <laughs> if your head did not tell you that the seat was safe, you would not sit. Ah, oh my God. That is why we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Because the head is the authority of faith. 
And the head is Jesus Christ. So as Jesus Christ has given unto us faith, he said you, the righteous shall live by faith. That automatically we walk by faith. Why do we walk by faith? Because the head has given us what? Faith. Are you getting me here, church? So our functionality is knowing who he is. And without not knowing who he is, we will come to church Sunday after Sunday. And we'll still be the same. But I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that when they come to the shepherd's house, you will know who he is. That he is Christ Jesus, the living God. Hallelujah. So how does this look like? Tell somebody, how does it look like? Yeah. This is the place that I want to really spend some few time here. I want to list five things that I want us to go over very soon, very quickly. But I want you to really make sure you are taking notes for your, for your own growth. Hallelujah. It is necessary that the body, the believers, learn how to take notes. Who have ever been in school before? Ever been in school before? Ever. Oh, if you have ever been in school, please raise your hand. Everybody has. Some people's hands are down. We'll take you to school after this place. Hallelujah. But if you have ever been in school, one of the things about students, and because I'm a teacher myself, one of the things about good students are students that take notes. Even when you don't understand it, you take notes on the questions you have for the teacher after the class is done. You don't only take notes for the things that you want to hear, but the notes that you have questions about. Some of you, you have to come to the school of Kwame Boateng, yeah? And it will help you, hallelujah. The first thing about the functionality of the church on this earth is called the imitators of God. Say imitators of God. You see, God has called us to be imitators of him. So when it comes to the church, what people need to see is the people that imitate God and what the earth needs to see is the earth needs to imitate us. It's never the other way around. I, I want to just preach what God has given unto us. It's about time that the believers of God recognize that we are imitators of God. Oh my God. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 to 2. I want to teach you something very soon. And we'll go through some scriptures here. It says that therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in what? Love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. You see, when it comes to imitation, when it comes to imitation, the thing is this. We, we, we understand imitation as what? Something that we admire. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that definition has been the definition that has weakened the body of the, of the church. You see, when it comes to imitation in God or of God, it's not about sitting somewhere to admire. You see, when you see someone on the television and you see someone that, you, you, that is popular, you try to admire that person. But admiring that person is only based on a distance. It's only based on a, a certain leverage or level of, of relationship. 
Most of you have been here for many years. Huh? You may say that you love your pastor. But I came to announce to you, if you will imitate me, imitate my God. Because hey, there's God. I will not exchange anything for him. What drives me uncomfortable is how I can, after all that God has done in my life, how I can put God second. Not lasso, second. Hey, God will always be my first. And that is why God has always been so faithful to me. Because I, I need him. I depend on him. He's the breath that I breathe. He is my God. I say he is my God. Say to your neighbor, he is my God. It's about time that the believers, we imitate of God. He said, imitate of God. Not of anything else, but imitate of God. You need to recognize the magnitude of this God that he says, imitate. You see, the world does it based on admiring who he is. But when it comes to the body of believers, we don't imitate God based on admiring him. We imitate God based on unity. Tell somebody unity. Oh, tell somebody unity. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 17. If you are there, say amen. Whoever say amen, please read for us. You see how some people say amen so quick and they are not even reading it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 17. I want to read this. It's a key thing here. So I start for it says that by his power, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead. And he will raise us also. We are, we, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Of who? Christ himself. Uh-huh. Please circle that down and align that. Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite it with, with them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in what? Spirit. This place is a place that we can talk about it later on about the, the issue of sexual, sexual act outside of the place of authority that God has given to us as husbands and wives. But we learn that every time that you join in body with someone by sexual act that is not of the right even, even as married people, you are, you are partaking in a union. And he says in verse 17 that we are what? One. In one spirit. Why? Because he is the head and we are the body. We are the bride. He is the bridegroom. So we are in constant relationship. In constant union. 
So the reason be, that makes this very important, when he says, imitate me, that, I, that, that you, we should imitate God, it is simply saying, we should unite with God. Not just based on admiring who he is, but unite with him. Tell somebody, unite with him. Tell somebody, unite with him. And it's not only about the dealing of just sexual things about prostitution, but everything, the members of your body, belongs to him. So it is up to us that we make sure that every member of our body worship him. Every, see, the reason, the thing is this. When you come to church, huh, and all you want to do is just sit down. Hmm? Ask your members. Members, are you there? Are you alive? Because everything that he has created in us belongs to him. Our hands belong to him. Our lips belong to him. Everything that we do belongs to him. So every part of this body has to represent that it is sold out for God alone. You didn't say amen unto Jesus. So it means that the primary goal of the body of Christ is to be imitators. Say to be imitators. So if the body, if the Bible says that the church, he will build his church and the gates of hells will not prevail, it means that the, the, the power in the body of God, the power in the body has the ability to overcome all things. Why is it open to overcome? Because we imitate the one that overcame all things. Are you getting there with me? We imitate God on all grounds. The ground of his holiness. So he says that because I am holy, you also what? Be holy. We imitate God on the ground of his righteousness. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 13, when they saw the courage that Peter and the rest of the disciples was carrying, they recognized that these men have been with the Lord. Why? Because now they look like Jesus. They speak like Jesus. They, spoke, they talk like Jesus. Everything about them is like Jesus. So when people see the shepherds as members, they should not just see a people that have got together for its own good, but a people that reflect Jesus. You didn't get to me here. It is also imitators. We imitate him in his divine power. Say divine power. Mark chapter 16 verse 17 says, And these signs shall follow them. Follow who? Them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new what? Tongues. In his name. Signs shall follow us. We imitate his divine power. So when you encounter a situation that seems unbearable, recognize that your prayer can change the issue. We imitate the Lord based on his love. If you go back again to Ephesians chapter 5, I want to show you something there quickly. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1. It says, 
follow God's example, therefore, as dear loved children, and walk in the love of walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. He gave himself what up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice. That's how the love looks like. An offering and a what? A sacrifice. We imitate God. When we imitate God, we imitate him in that he dwells in us and we are part of him. So the Bible says in Isaiah 43 verses 1, it says that, but now, says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, he who, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will what? Be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt, nor shall the flames scorch you. What am I speaking of? If you imitate the God, who is the God that answers by fire? Because he is fire. Fire is working in you. So when you walk through the fire, Fire cannot burn you because you are imitating the God of fire. When you go through the rivers, he is still with you because he's the God that walked upon the rivers. When you go through the waters, it will not consume you because he's the God that spoke to the storm. And the storm had to obey. I am not talking about just any ordinary imitation, but I'm talking about the unity. The unity of being in God. The unity of Jesus being yours. So when I'm walking, I'm not walking just as any ordinary vessel, but Christ that dwells in me. For greater is he who is in me. So when I go through the fire, he is with me. When I go through the storm, he is with me. When I sit in the classrooms, he is with me. When sickness comes against me, he is my healer. When immigration rises against me, he said the earth and the, and, the, and the heavens is his. He told Abraham, wherever your footsteps. You know what I'm talking about? That is the prayer of the church. When the church prays about migration problems, the believers start to walk everywhere they, God has called them to walk. And they take authority in that very place. They are not discouraged by what is going on. Because they are not, they are not of this world. They belong to a greater place where their citizenship is. The imitation I'm speaking about is imitation that brings you to a place that no man can bring you. Because he is in that place. He is in that place. The second thing I want to talk about. Now, I want you to read, when you go to home, read 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. It's about this church. And I love what the Bible talks about this church. For the sake of time, I want you to just take your time and read this yourself. But the second point is that the church, the function of the church is to bring the weak into maturity. Say to bring the weak into maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this house, the weak becomes matured. I don't know what weakness you are carrying. But when you come here, there needs to be an attitude 
for growth of maturity. Everybody has to be used for God's glory. Ephesians chapter 4, verses, verses 11 going. Let me read that quickly. If you are there, say amen unto Jesus. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God to become mature. Say become. Say become. Say become. He is given unto this church apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers so that we become. Say I need to become. I am called to become. Maturity. Now let me show you something here. Attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. Imagine when we all walk in this fullness. Hey, verse 14. Then we will no longer be tossed left or right by the waves of the, of the blows here and there, by the wind of, te of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people. The deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love. Speaking the what? The truth in love. Uh-huh. Can I repeat that? Speaking the truth in love. We will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body. You see, you have to understand where the head is taking us. The head, his goal is that we become a mature body. So, that has to be a priority on your list. That when you are part of the church, you need to ask yourself, what part do I play in the maturity of the body? Your ministry is not just for the outside. But your ministry is for the body. If you cannot function in the body, out there, you work in isolation. And that is what so many people who are in ministry, they miss it. They want to do ministry work, but neglect the body. Stay in the body. Because in the body you will receive the truth in love. But I want to emphasize on something here. And it says that through him, the whole body joined and held together to every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So to attain maturity, every part has to do its what? Work. Am I teaching something here for the church? So if the pastor has to beg and that one I should take it out. I will not even beg you. I will not beg you. Oh, I will not beg you. Because if I beg you, then you are telling me that my God is a beggar. My God is not a beggar. My God is not a beggar. But the pastor will speak to you that you ought to serve the Lord. Because you're, 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 you, you, you neglected serving God 
is making somebody weaker. It's called responsibility of imitation. We have to take responsibilities as believers that the body becomes matured. I'll teach that very soon because I realize my time is fast gone. So let me just go to the second point. That's why you have to join ministry. The, the third point is that the fashion of the church is to carry his authority. To carry what? His authority. The church carries his what? Authority. In Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, he said, Jesus Christ said, came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you always, say always, to the end of the age. Now, Jesus Christ said, all authority, all authority has been given to him in heaven. The authority in heaven is his. The authority on earth is his. The one that is speaking this truth is who? Jesus, who is the head. But then when you go to Acts chapter 1 verses 8, he says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth, you shall receive what? Power. So, 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 all authority has been given to him. But then he gives this instruction that you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes. And I was asking to God, why not we receive an authority? He said, because when the Holy Ghost comes, he brings you ability to do what I've called you to do. The power is his, is his, is, 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 is your ability to operate, to fashion. But you see, a police officer has power. But there is another level of power. It's called the power of authority. And in the power of authority, it is the right to exercise the power. What God has given the church is not just power, but also the right to exercise power. So when God says that whatever you bind on earth, will be born in heaven. He's saying that I have given you the right to exercise my power of binding, to exercise my power of losing. But it has to be the church. The church has to be the one that has been given the keys to exercise that power in the authority. Are you getting me? So you don't just only have power. But he is giving you authority. And what you exercise when we come together and we are praising God, we are worshiping God, you don't get it sometimes. 
Sometimes you don't get it. You think the worship leader is just trying to sing songs. Listen, when the body, we are in union, when worship is happening, we are exercising our authority that the angelic host has to fill this place with his glory. So in the mix of worship, something happens. Healing starts to occur. The, the demons flee. There is salvation that is coming forth. Because when we are in the body together, and we are worshiping together, something, authority is released. Authority is what? Release. How much I wish enough time. Let me show you something. Luke chapter 4 verses 5 to 7. Jesus Christ was being tempted. And I was teaching this with my brothers recently. Jesus Christ was being tempted. And Satan went to Jesus Christ and said, why, why don't you turn this stone? Why don't you turn this bread? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And, 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 and verses 6, he says that the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me you and I will give it to whomever I wish. Did you understand that? Please put that on the board. Verse 6. I want to show you something here. I will end soon. That and the devil oh my God. And the devil said unto him he's speaking to Jesus, right? Oh please, are you following me here? All this power other versions, as he clarifies and says, all this authority I will give thee. The King James uses the word power, which is rightly noted. I will give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. That is what? The devil has no power until we deliver it unto him. He could not originate his own power. It is what is delivered unto him. And how do we deliver that? When we neglect and forfeit our place in Jesus. Because that is what happened in the Garden of Eden. When, Sat when, when Satan deceived the devil, I mean, when Satan deceived Adam and Eve, they forfeited what God has given to them. Their authority to declare. Their authority to give life. Their authority to speak. And so Satan started to carry a certain measure of power. But when the believers, when we are rooted in Jesus, just as Jesus did, when Satan was talking all that he was talking, he said, get thee behind me. The body of Christ Jesus had to have the voice to declare for, get thee behind me. Because you have authority. Tell your neighbor you have authority. Satan's only ability is to what? What has been delivered to him. Stop delivering your ability, your power to him. Recognize that when you pray, God listens. 
Recognize that when you're going through situations, the Lord is with you. Recognize that the goodness of the Lord will never fail you. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Stop acting as if you don't know a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. And hear this. Verse 7 says, Therefore, if you worship before me, you all will be yours. And Satan said, answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus Christ, so, sorry. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. And him only, you shall what? Serve. There are two things here that he's teaching us. We shall what? Worship the Lord. And also what? Serve. The hallmark of our authority is worship and service. Hmm. If you have authority, and that authority is not at work serving or worshiping, because worship represents your act of obedience. You get it. So it means that when you are walking in the authority of God, you are walking now in the obedience of his word. Oh my God, dear. So you can have faith as small as a mustard seed. And you can still tell the mountains to move. And they have to move. Because of the authority in your worship. Because your worship represents your place of obedience. Stop neglecting your heart of worship. Two, he says that service, worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall what? Serve. Your service is there, it reveals your act of love. If you love the Lord, you will serve him. Yeah. I'm preaching to the wrong church here. If you love the Lord, you will serve him. So if you love the Lord, look around and see what souls are missing. And say, God, I want these souls to be one. Because what the Father loves is that every soul will not be perished. You should be going to the prisons. You should be going to the schools. You should be going to every corner of the world. In your workplace, who have you evangelized to? But you say you love the Lord. How do you imitate this Jesus? Because everywhere he went, he did good. The hallmark of your authority is in your worship and in your service. The last point I want to make here as I close is that the kingdom, the, the, the fashion of the, of the church is to be serviceable to the kingdom of God. I'm not going to read everything, but the book of Nehemiah reveals to us the death of this. I want you to take the time, and I think last, some time back at the church, to read these things. But the Bible says in chapter 1, verses two, 3 to 4, when you get a chance, read there, how Nehemiah was so deeply hurt when he heard what was happening to Jerusalem. He was concerned about the well-being of the 
place that God has apportioned to be his place. Are you concerned about the well-being of the house of God? Oh, come on, let me preach this. Are you concerned about the well-being of the kingdom of God? That on this earth, souls are perishing. When we call for prayer meeting, few will come to pray. Are you concerned about the well-being of what God has purpose on this earth? What he has created? And when you read forth, it speaks of great mysteries there. How the people were all in one mind. The body of the shepherd's house, we have to be in one mind. And have a desire, a, 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 a hunger for the well-being of what God has called us to accomplish. Are you concerned about the well-being? When you wake up in the morning, what is the burden on your heart? When you are going to bed, what is the burden on your heart? Sometimes people ask me, Pastor, just, just make sure you keep me in prayer. Do you think I will cease praying for you? You are too precious to God that I cannot limit my prayer. Apostle Paul told the church, imitate me as I imitate God. My brothers and sisters, this is the end of, my, of the message. Imitate God. Let's imitate God through each other. Let's look at those who are van, van, perishing and have a hunger and a desire. Since salvation, have you had any desire for souls to be one for God? Please rise on your feet. This is my story. This is my song. Greatest of the long. This is my song. Oh, this is my song. Raising my Savior. This is my story. This is my song. For the sake of time, I want us to pray on this one topic. 
Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, the Bible says, But Jesus is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are His house. If indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory, we are lifting our voice of prayer. The Father, here we are. We make ourselves available for your use. We make ourselves available for your use. We are your house. Father, use us as your instrument for your glory. Lift up your voice of prayer. Lord Jesus, here we are, oh God. May we work in the faithfulness, oh God, as your sons and your daughters of your house, oh God, the shepherd's house. My God, may we work in your faithfulness in the name of Jesus. May we hold on to the confidence in our hope in you, oh God, that Christ in us, the hope of glory in the name of Jesus. Use us for your glory. Everything that has hindered us from our worship and our service, we pray in the name of Jesus. Remove that scale. Remove that scale in the name of Jesus. Salabaki Adabasia. We are your body, we are your church. And you are the head. Lord Jesus, glorify yourself. Glorify yourself. Glorify yourself. Every walls are broken. Every barriers are broken. At the garden of your saint, oh God. Healing come forth. Healing come forth. Healing come forth. Salvation come forth. In the name of Jesus. May the weak be strong. May the weak be strong. Holy Spirit, do your work. Accomplish your glory. Accomplish your glory. Accomplish your glory. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for an answered prayer that the gifts of your Holy Ghost spring forth in his body. Spring forth in his body. Let the healers rise. Let the prophetic rise. Let the teachers rise. Let the apostles rise. Let the pastors rise. Let the evangelists rise. In the name of Jesus, do your work again. We thank you. We love you. Amen. Give glory to Jesus. Come on, give glory to Jesus. Say, I am the body of Christ. I am the body of Christ. A body that imitates 